0: Hello, ladies, and welcome to the latest episode of Black Girls Heal. I am so excited to have you with me again today. Now, today's episode is all about the difference between therapy and coaching when it comes to healing from love addiction. There are a lot of different things that people go to therapy for. There's a lot of things in the world that people go to coaching for. But I'm going to talk specifically in the realm of what I talk about here, which is love addiction, because I know that that is where many of our pain points are. And of course, when I say love addiction, I mean love addiction, love avoidance, and love anorexia. So, um, and of course, I will um, differentiate if I need to, if therapy versus coaching would look different between the different types. And of course, anything that I don't hit on today every Thursday in our Facebook group. Um, There is a post that says, if you have any questions, come and ask me about this week's podcast episode there. So just remember that you can come and ask in the Facebook group. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. For those of you who are like, I want to get in. um, And I've been waiting. We only add Facebook group members once a week um, to make sure that everyone has a chance to kind of like get welcomed and um, be onboarded and ushered in. And also, if you don't answer all the questions, then we don't add you. And I have shared this before. Um, The reason why I make sure that everyone answers the questions of a free group is because I have a spreadsheet that is now thousands of entries long, where I save every response of what women want to work on. Why are you here? Um, What is it that you're needing? And so I need to know what it is that you're needing so I can best support everyone and make the best content for y'all. And then also, I don't need any creepers. Um, I think women are coming into our spaces wanting to work on themselves, wanting to get connected to other people. So we're going to respect that. So if people are coming just to look around or they like the name, um, I love that you love the name, but this is only for my my fellow um love addicts and connectors and protectors and women who are building and healing. So there's that. Now, speaking of sacred spaces, um, so our healing circles, y'all, they have been live for, wait, what, like a month, a month and a half now? I'm not quite sure. I should probably look back and see what our anniversary is. But They've been out there. So I've been um, getting tagged in pictures of y'all buying your workbooks, um, telling me that you have connected to other women for your healing circles, that you're reaching out. And I just want to say kudos to all of you. Thank you for stepping out for yourself to um, build this connection with other people and learn how to... um, be be honest about what you need and be honest about building friendships and um, especially those of you who join our directory. So for those of you who don't know, healing circles are something that I have shared on our Black Girls Hill podcast that are basically what happens when small group Bible study group meets self-help and healing community. (laughs) Um, So this is where you're going to be getting together with a small group of women talking about um, your fear of vulnerability, building healthy love, learning how to connect past codependency. There's a lesson there about mother wounds, all of that kind of stuff for 12 weeks or 12 healing circles. And we have a whole workbook and everything. And I actually open doors to a directory. So I know some people were wanting to join our free Facebook group in hopes of finding somebody there, but we don't do posts anymore, um, for women to find someone to join for, um, join for a healing circle. We have a whole free directory for you to go and search women by location, search women, whether or not they want to meet in person or virtually, Um, and of course, you know, with the idea, if you want to meet someone in person in your city, that you are doing it safely once restrictions are lifted, but you know, that's your business. It's not my business. Um, but yeah, all over the world, you can try to see if you can find someone. So, um, and it'll tell you whether or not the person is open and looking for another group or, or whether or not they're closed. So that way you don't, feel like you're sending all these messages to women and not knowing if they're even available. So it's all there for you. So all that to say, I would love to know for those of you who've started your healing circles, how they've been going for you. Um, Have you been able to connect with other women? Did you start off strong and are you still going? Did you start off strong and things started to waver? Um, Did you get started and you're like, you know what? Um, I appreciate the structure of this, we're going to tweak it for ourselves. We're going to mix this up in a way that feels conducive for us. I would love to hear all of it. And maybe even if there are some women who are really thriving off this system, maybe y'all can come on the podcast, um, for those of y'all who might be interested. So yeah, yeah, yes, that is my open invitation. So, um, whether or not you have a positive experience, whether or not it's still growing, whether or not you have been struggling finding other women to connect with, I want to hear it all because I created these healing circle um, curriculums and things for you as a service. And if it's going really well, I would love to create another workbook for you. Um, if it's not, then I want to know that too, right? Um, but yeah, I really wanted, you know, our, our programs and especially today's episode, as I talk about the difference between therapy and coaching, um, it really is important to me that everyone is able to get started. And one of the really amazing benefits that my main coaching programs have has is this group community. Um, like atmosphere. So I wanted to provide a container of of that for women who are not in my group coaching programs. I wanted to provide another tool for the women who are in my programs to connect to each other as well and get to know these women who are all healing and all learning about themselves in the same way. So, so yeah. Um, Okay. So that is it for my intro let's go ahead and get started talking about the difference between therapy and coaching in regards to healing from love addiction, love avoidance, and love anorexia. So quick heads up for those of you who don't know what love addiction, love avoidance, and love anorexia are. um, Episode number five of this episode of this episode of this podcast goes into detail about those different types. And also we have a free roadmap that will tell you how to navigate those three intimacy disorders, um, which are basically just ways that we persistently struggle with connecting to other people and ourselves. Um, and you can get the roadmap for free by going to blackgirlsheal.org roadmap. And it also gives a mini description of each of them there as well in case you don't have time to listen to another podcast episode, um, at least not immediately. Maybe put it in your queue. And come back to it. But let's talk about a broad overview between therapy and coaching. Um, after that, I'm going to talk about um, different options for it. What it might look like looking for a coach um, versus a therapist. Um, I'll talk a little bit about what it might look like looking for a therapist, but um, um, not as much just because I know that there's a lot of resources out there. And um, then I asked my um, my ladies in my community, the women in our Facebook group if they had any questions so I will be answering your questions there and also anyone who asked me questions on Instagram. So another informative podcast episode so grand overview therapy versus um, therapist versus a coach. I want you to think about, A therapist versus a coach in the same way you might think of a uh, family practitioner. So a family doctor, um, the person that you go to for your checkups, whenever something's wrong, whenever something hurts, um, that person. And when you think about a coach, I want you to think about a fitness trainer. So your, your family doctor, this person you go to for your wellness visits for your checkups, and she is going to be able to tell you what's going on in your body. She has a grand overview. She knows about the cardiovascular system. She knows about your bones. She knows about your nervous system. She knows about um, your neurological needs. Like she she didn't just take one class on one thing. She can help you and point out um, issues in all things, right? And then, of course, if there's something that's super deep, she may refer you to a specialist, which is going to come up, um, in a moment. But basically this person is someone you're in a long-term relationship with. Um, you build trust with, she is able to help you heal. Right. Um, and she gets to know you inside and out. She is a staple. She's not someone you're just going to come in and leave and trade out. Unless of course you have some red flags or some things going on. But for the most part, God willing, you find someone that you can actually trust, that you can bring your family to, um, that becomes like family to you. Okay. Now your family practitioner, if you are doing your wellness visits and all that stuff, you may have a point in time that you go to your doctor and she tells you, you know what, um, you are at a place where you, maybe your blood pressure is getting high maybe you're starting to put on a few pounds, you know, with COVID or, um, or just getting older and metabolism, having kids, um, living a sedentary lifestyle, whatever your thing is, whatever the need of the story, this metaphor is, but they say you need to start eating better. You need to start exercising. And your doctor is telling you exactly what to do. She may even have some pamphlets to tell you what to do. She might even be able to counsel you and talk about what can happen if you don't do this. She can give you some, some tools to help mitigate the effect while you are building the, the habits to start eating well and exercising. However, she is not doing the day-to-day with you at home as you learn how to eat better exercise and break these lifelong patterns. Okay. Now with you getting this advice to eat better and exercise, this is also advice that seems pretty common sense to you, right? Like eat more vegetables, move more. I can do that. Meanwhile, in your personal life, you struggle with doing that. Even though you know what you should do, Even though you might even be having effects in your body, effects in your sleep, effects in your energy levels, whatever it might be, even though you're having all these consequences, what you should do and what you actually do, don't actually compute. And so you are struggling with this is so simple. Why can't I just do it? Right? So you will Google different remedies, you will read books, you will watch the cooking network. You got tap the Browns um, subscription on Facebook. You got all your TikToks. Like you are doing everything you can to try to make this change happen. Um, you might have some some false starts, right? You may have some moments where you're doing really well, and it seems like there's a turnaround, but then you slip back, right? It's really hard for you to stay consistent. Meanwhile, you keep going to your doctor. Um, And she's either giving you more tips or tools, reminding you of the same things you've already talked about. Um, If she's a good doctor, being very encouraging versus um, shaming you or whatever it might be. Um, But just trying to help you. And meanwhile, you're trying to do it yourself, right? Because this looks like common sense. Maybe you finally get to a place where you realize, I need to make this change in my life. These are things that are going on. I know that I'm smart. I know that I am committed to this change. I know that I want something different, but it's just not happening for me. Then enters the fitness trainer. The fitness trainer does not have a medical degree, but the fitness trainer is highly specialized in what she does as well. She has the receipts. She has the evidence and proof. She has the system. She has a clear system that is not super open-ended of how she's going to get you from point A to point B. You will come in with your goals. She will hear what your goals are. And she says, great. According to this, according to what you need, according to these assessments, she also has her own assessments that she gives you as well to assess your body type, to assess your energy levels, your lifestyle, to come up with a plan that works for you, to get from point A to point B while still using her highly successful system, right? And if you actually show up and do the work, you get from point A to point B. What's different between the fitness coach or the fitness trainer and your um, and your family doctor as well is that your fitness trainer is in the day-to-day with you. She's checking in on you. She's motivating you. She's calling you on your bullshit. (laughs) At times you're like making excuses and saying, I can't do another push up." She's seen that you can totally do it, right? She's seen the future when you feel like it's hopeless and she's calling that out. She's calling things that are not as if they are for you. And she's holding hope and and, um, optimism for you while you wait to get there right? Sometimes you love the things that she says. Sometimes you hate the things that she says and does, but she is the consistent force for you. And because she is holding space for you, because she has a clear system, because it's not super open-ended and like, you know, whatever you want to do, that's what we'll do. You are actually making movement, right? And for the first time, with the help of someone who is there by your side, cheering you on and a clear path, you're actually able to break free. Okay? Also different than um your doctor is um sometimes your relationship with this fitness trainer can be temporary and sometimes it can be long term. So, sometimes you might go with this fitness trainer for a few months or, you know, however long your fitness goal takes you and then when you're done, thank you so much. I got what I need. I know the system. I'm going to go and carry this on by myself. Sometimes with your fitness trainer, you were with her long-term and that you have one level of goals and then your body changes or you want to maintain it. So you stay in relationship with her so that she can take you to the next level as long as it's within her scope. Right. Um, if you, if, I don't want to give that example, but as long as it's within her, her scope, she'll, she'll stay there with you. Right. Or she'll help you maintain the progress you've already made in case there's not a higher level within her scope for her to take you to. Right. And I might say more about that, um, a little bit later. Or a a third option is you say, okay, thank you so much fitness trainer. I got what I need. I got my method. I got my change. You leave and then you're like, uh oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I I think I need a little bit more. So you come back to your coach, maybe not as much as option number two, like that person that still stays in relationship with this person long-term, but maybe it's just, um, a touch here and there, right? In the same way that you might go to your family doctor, right? Your family doctor is also a long-term relationship, right? So yours you going to a fitness trainer does not omit the need for you to go to a family doctor, right? Because your family doctor is in charge of your overall health. While your fitness trainer is, has a specialization to help you maintain that area and domain of your life to keep it healthy, right? Your fitness trainer is always equipping you as well. She is not Hopefully she's not making to where you are dependent, if anything, when you're done with your trainer, you feel more empowered and like, oh yeah, I can do this. There were things I didn't think I could do before. And now look how strong I am. Now look how wise I am. Now look how strong I am. Right? So this metaphor obviously is for a therapist versus a coach. Your therapist is someone that you will Hopefully, if you find a good one, be in a long-term relationship with forever and ever. Amen, right? Doesn't mean that you'll necessarily go to her every week, but um, there will be stretches of time that you need her, that you need to go every week or you need to go every other week, right? If depending on what your budget or time allows, and then you may discharge. um, I mean, that's, that's the term that we use, discharge. Um, or put a pause. I don't want to say terminate because terminate is like goodbye forever, but discharge or terminate for a moment. Maybe, um, go and live your life and then realize, Oh, this, this part of my life is kind of stressful again. Let me go and get an appointment with her again. Right. Or now I have a new, um, a new kid or a new marriage or a new job, or I'm starting to unpack another layer of my childhood trauma, right? Like I went through childhood trauma stuff with her before. Um, and I did so well and I was like thriving living life. And now this new stage has triggered something else that was deeper than that. So now I need to go back and unpack this, right? There's no shame in that, right? Just like there's no shame. And one year I went to the doctor for the flu. And then two years later I had to go back for the flu. It, it's just the flu right it's just a part of healing and it's just a part of what happens throughout life. so it's important that you take away the shame of the fact that you have to keep going back to therapy because it's this mental health and physical health and spiritual health and emotional health these are all just parts of being human right so release the stigma of that. So the trainer, not the trainer, that your therapist is your family doctor, and your fitness trainer is your love and addiction coach. If you are not new to this podcast, you have heard me talk ad nauseum about how easy it is for us to, to think that we got this. It is so easy for us to think, okay, let me just listen to these podcasts that Sheena gives me because she's gathering me and she's speaking my language. And I can, I just need to hear this and I, and I got it. Or I just need to read these books or I need to follow these people on Instagram that talk about the inner child and trauma bond, trauma bonds. And I can, I can do this all on my own. Meanwhile, we're kind of going through the same cycles over and over, right? Now, maybe these cycles are shorter, maybe they're longer longer but we're still not necessarily getting from point A to point B, right? We're hitting, um, D E F and P Q and R (laughs) in the middle of our cycle. And what will happen when you actually start to work with a coach is she will give you a clear path and system to where your best knowledge stops getting you all mixed up. She's going to give you a system and a path for you to follow, to keep yourself in check, to give yourself structure and boundaries and to hold you accountable, to make sure that you actually don't self-sabotage, to make sure that you don't start repeating the same mistakes and getting with a wolf in sheep's clothing, that you don't continue to repeat toxic behaviors. And she's going to do it while while cheering you on. She's going to do it while empowering you. She's going to do it while holding faith for you, even when you're like, "Nah, this is always going to be this way because she knows that it's not her on the outside. She's going to be able to tell you just like a fitness trainer would. You are so much stronger than you were yesterday. Just like a trainer would tell you yesterday, you could only do five push push-ups, but today you did 10. Now today, as your love addiction coach, I can tell you yesterday, you would let that person just talk to you crazy. And this time you told them, no, you didn't like that. And look at that right before you would quiver and shake and not know what to do. And now you clearly did it. When you go to your family practitioner about getting, getting healthy and I'm getting better. Your family practitioner may tell you, okay, eat better, work out. Do stuff, right? But for the most most part, she is not going to have really any big investment on what method you take, right? Whether or not you do Atkins, or whether or not you do a heart healthy plan, whether or not you become vegan, whether or not you only eat fruits and vegetables um, in the morning, and then. I don't know, carbs at night, I don't know, whatever diet is out there, she doesn't care as long as you get healthy and she will listen and engage with you and support you as long as it sounds like it's on the right path and you're not hurting yourself, right? Um, She's going to support you with that. That's the same thing your therapist is going to do. Your therapist is not going to have a lot of investment on what method you choose, right? Right. Um, your therapist because of how she is trained. In fact, she's trained in multiple methods herself. So she might even have the variety to go and support you in therapy in multiple different ways um, that fits you that she might not support the next client after you, right? So um, how can I, I don't want to go too far into therapy models. For those of you who are new listeners, hi, by trade, I'm a therapist, but I have... Put that to the side. And now I'm acting as a coach, um, not acting as a coach, I am a coach. <laughs> but I can speak knowledge, knowledgeably about therapy because I am a licensed um, professional. So for one client, I might use something called CBT, which is very logic based, very systematized. Um, and we talk about your emotions and your behaviors and and your thoughts in a very clear fashion. fashion there's a whole lot of worksheets And that's what we do. But I can't use that for my next client who's an artist, right? Who thinks in pictures, who thinks in abstract, who just needs to be able to talk things out for her to feel better, right? So I'm going to have that variety there. Along with that, your therapist is not going to, hopefully she's not going to come super structured with what you should talk about each session, right? Therapy is supposed to be a place that you come and you just show up and you share whatever's on your heart. You share whatever is needed. Now, of course she has what's called a treatment plan on the background. She is keeping, she is keeping an eye on all of your therapeutic goals and what it is that you're working towards, but she's not going to come in with an agenda about, okay, this is our topic for today. She might weave in some of the things that you're working on in every session, right? You know, there's, tons of memes that talk about you come in talking about ice cream and then you leave crying, right? Because like your therapist has these, these voodoo mind tricks that can like help you like get really deep, you know, because I, I, I love therapists. We're just, we're amazing people, um, to help hold trauma for, for those who need it. So, so yeah, she's going to be more open-ended your coach. She's got a plan. She has a method to keep you on track, which is what you're paying her for, right? Um, You're paying her because you're doing it by yourself and being all loosey-goosey. On one hand, it helps that, especially my avoidant ladies out there, it it feeds that need for you to be in control, right? And to be like, no one's going to tell me what to do or I got this, like that that need, um, whether you have words for it or not. But they need to feel like you are smart enough and capable enough um, to, to do it, to, to win, to beat it, um, to, to prove everybody wrong, to prove that you are not as messed up as they thought you were, right? Um, however, when you're working with a coach, there has to be some level of humility. There has to be some level of openness and maybe I don't know everything. Maybe this thing that she wants to teach me about, I don't know, what's something that people learn about at the beginning of programs. Um, Maybe this thing she wants to teach me about feelings, even though I've read all the books, gone to all the seminars and I could tell her about feelings myself. Maybe I need to come into this conversation open-minded and open-hearted because maybe I'm going to hear it differently. Maybe I need to have a refresher. Maybe just me learning how to receive is the, the skill I need to learn because I'm here to work on my walls being so up. So I need to practice them coming down. So there's that. Now, hopefully that is helpful in giving you a clear picture on the difference between a therapist and a coach. The, a coach is going to bring you to the place that you are paying her for. As long as you show up and you do the work, and you are open, right? Let me say something about that before I get into a a nasty place of making promises for that. If in the process of your fitness trainer helping you lose weight, get better, making these meal plans for you, she finds out that you have a heart condition that you haven't actually gotten help for, she better refer you to go to your cardi- cardiologist before you continue to do the work that you're doing with her, right? Because she doesn't need you to get, um, have a stroke or have all these palpitations and everything while she's trying to coach you, right? And the same way, if you're working with a love addiction coach, i.e. me or anyone else, If we're doing work and we're like making progress, but we start to get stuck, like maybe there's some sexual trauma that we hit on some, some other things that are just ruminations that the tools aren't really working with you going to your family practitioner, AKA your therapist is going to be part of that plan. Note how in this metaphor just like it doesn't take away from the, the fact that you can still lose weight and you can still do, do better and eat better with this fitness trainer, you just have to make sure you're on the right medication or doing the right things or um, having whatever's an organic issue of note with your car- cardiologist. That doesn't take away from the fact that you're actually going to achieve your goal right? It just means that, thank God we found out what's been maybe blocking you from your goal, that it was something on the inside of you and not really anything on the outside, like you thought. Same way when you're working with a coach, you may find that along your coaching route, you have something deeper that your coach either doesn't have the capability for, or it doesn't fit in the system. So for me, when I'm working with ladies as their coach, even though I'm a therapist and even though I can go real deep with them, I don't because that's not my role. My role is to help give you structure. Um, my role is to help. Um, of course, we talk about emotions like there's no way for us to do this work and I talk about emotions and feelings and trauma bonds and wounds and stuff like that and how that plays into um, the plan that we're making going forward and how it works with the mindset issues, but I'm not going to use four of our calls together to talk just about your mom without us also talking about, okay, what's your next step, right? Which in therapy, you might take four or five calls just talking, right? With no real action step, like the the healing is the talking, right? the The next action step is just showing up and sharing, which is beautiful, but that's not necessarily the case for, for coaching. Okay. Hopefully that's still clear. Hopefully I didn't make that as clear as mud. If I did bring it to the Facebook group and I can um, answer you there. The reason why, you know, I want to say that is because something I've noticed throughout my, I've been coaching women with love addiction, um, healing from love addiction. And getting them out these crazy cycles. And you know, y'all know, you heard some of the stories from some of my students, like helping them feel so much better. Um, sometimes what happens along the way is they will reach, the, there'll be something that comes up that is deeper, right? Deeper than the program is built for, deeper than the boundaries and limits that I set to make sure I do not go into a therapeutic role will happen. And so I might mention therapy and sometimes, not every time, sometimes it's like I can see like this, like feeling of defeat, like, but I thought this would be my thing. And the program is, it can still be your thing, right? You just needing to talk about this, this hurdle in a more safer, expansive context does not take away from the fact that you have been making some incredible strides that you had not been able to make for years before in just a few weeks. Like let, let's celebrate the fact that like you've been stuck forever. And finally, you've been able to move mountains. Amazing. Okay. So, um, this is just part of the unlearning. Many of us, um, this is for everybody. Many of us operate in black or white thinking, either they were all mean or they are nice. Either they're super offensive or they are um, the most accommodating person in, in the world. But there can be a balance. Two things can be true at the same time. It can be true that this program or this coach is really helping me. And it can be true that there's just a couple of things or maybe even more than a couple of things that I need to continue to work on for me to finally get free from it. All right, now let's get into looking for um, types of coaches. So whenever you're looking for a coach, and this is for any type of coach, I'm switching just a little bit to talk about coaches in general, because there's a coach for almost any problem that you might have, whether or not it's mindset, whether or not you wanna learn how to invest in stocks, any strategy around that, whether or not you're a business owner, whether or not you're a mom needing know how needing to know how to get your baby to go to sleep, literally there's someone who has figured out a system for it and has packaged it into a program and can sell it to you and help you get results. Right? And tip about that: make sure that this person has actually gotten results. Right? Because some people are just really great at branding um, which is making things look really pretty. Um, they're really good at speaking. They're really good at making you feel like you've known them forever, but they don't have any results from people. And then you join their program and it just, it doesn't work. Um, so, so just be wise about that, but know that for anything that you want, there's someone who can coach you on it. Um, So one of the questions, I'll just skip to that right now. One of the questions that people will ask, have asked me to answer on today's podcast is how do I know when I go to go to a therapist versus a coach? I would say that is whether or not you are like, I want a solution and I'm ready to put in the work to get through this, or do I just need to talk this out and figure out what it is I feel about this? Um, a few months ago I actually had someone who reached out to me and wanted to get to know more about hiring me as their coach. And when we talked on the phone, they were like, Yeah, I just wanna kinda of talk about my feelings and where this is coming from and figure out what I need to go where I need to go from there. And instantly I knew that it wasn't going to be a good fit. Um, because I am not operating as your therapist. I Um, I am operating as your coach. So I can talk to you about your feelings and your hesitations and your fears and um, the setbacks that you've had in the context of my system and program, right? Because I have seen what works for women. And that's what I sell. Um, That's what I give you. Um, And we don't really have a lot of space and time for anything outside of that. It's, it's a waste of your money, your investment for me to do that with you when that is best held with a therapist. Um, there is nothing wrong with either one of those, right? Um, it's just whatever is your goal. Now, the way that people coach, people coach differently. Sometimes people, um, people who are coaches will coach one-to-one which means you and I will have one-on-one sessions for a set period of time. Maybe it is three sessions in my package. Maybe it's six sessions. Maybe it's 12 sessions. Maybe the sessions are spread out once a month for three months. Maybe they're all together back to back. Maybe they're every other week. When you're looking for a coach, you need to make sure that you're clear on how often this will be and whether or not that will fit in your schedule and whether or not that works for you. So that's one-to-one. It's also called private coaching. Some people call it VIP coaching, whatever it might be. That's usually the highest level. Hey, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Of of investment, I'm going to talk about prices in a a minute, but that's usually the most expensive because you are getting one-on-one access with them. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real, genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, uh, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Another type of coaching you will hear often is group coaching. Um, This is where, (laughs) just like it sounds, they will, they will, they will, coach everyone in a cohort. So, um, however many people are in the group will get together on a live call and they will answer questions or maybe teach a class for 45 minutes and then have the last 15 or 20 minutes for questions. Right. And depending how many people are in the group and the cohort will determine how many questions they answer. Sometimes, um, is all question and answer and the coach will stay the whole time until everybody gets their questions answered. These are also important questions for you to have the answer to if that matters for you. The benefits of group coaching, um, which people don't really believe until they've actually done it before, is hearing what other people are doing is so very helpful because you're all there for the same reason. So the coach is helping someone else get their breakthrough. Meanwhile, you're getting all these gems and you're getting all these downloads that you didn't even know that you needed, right? And the other person is putting into words feelings that you didn't even know how to express. Um, And then when it's your turn, after you got all of these benefits, listening to other people, now you have so much to build off of. You're feeling more engaged. You're feeling more open. And now, um, this part, your, your coach can help support you with what you need. Um, and you, mo- you have more words for it now, right? So you, it's like, you've tripled your time. You've tripled your investment by the time it's your turn. Going back to talking specifically about love addiction, um, love avoidance and love anorexia. I think that's probably one of the biggest, um, hangups that people have had um, when it comes to doing my programs because one, they're like, well, Sheena, I just want to talk to you, which I love that. I want to talk to you too. (laughs) And then the other one is like, I, I don't really do other people, right? Like we're here for intimacy disorders. So that makes complete sense. Like I don't need no one else to know what's going on with me. And I don't really care what's going on with other people if I'm going to be real honest. And I have never, never Ever had a student has said anything less than their favorite part of the program is the group calls. No one, no one, not even my most avoidant students. Um, they will all say that group calls are their favorite past, um, well, I guess past me, but you know, past the things that they're learning and all the tools, like that's been the most transformational. Why? Because it is proven, and this is for therapy too. There are studies that show that people get better faster in group. So if you're looking, if you're looking at at therapists in your area, that's awesome. But just know if there, if you happen to come across a group therapy program, that research shows that people who do group therapy every week get better at a faster rate than people who just do individual therapy. Um, because we're we're relational creatures. Humans are relational creatures. We need to be connected. And there's no way that I could do a program about intimacy, healing, and not have everybody together in the group. Like it just, it makes no sense at all, um, for me to do that. So the first way was one-to-one. The second way is group coaching. Sometimes you'll have people who will combine the two. So for my ladies who are, I I do call them private or VIP clients who work with me one-on-one, um, they automatically get access to the group coaching program. I just, Again, I just don't see why I would restrict them being together in community with other women. Um, So it's it's all just part of the package. Um, But that's not always the case. Sometimes you have to choose. Sometimes you have to choose, am I going to do group or am I going to do one-on-one? And then the third option is sometimes they don't give you any of that. Sometimes um, what your coach will do is sell you a program and it's up to you to implement it on your own. So, um, that will look like there's like a website that you log into and you do your lessons online and, um, you read what's going on. Um, but there's not really any avenue for you to get back to the coach to say, okay, so this is what I did. And I had a question about it. What do you think? Um, sometimes that works perfectly fine for the program that you're getting, depending on what your program is for, you know, if it's like, For knitting or crocheting or scrapbooking or, you know, anything that's like a solo activity, maybe that's just fine. Um, and maybe for things that you want more feedback on, or maybe have more insecurities around, you want to make sure that you have access to your coach. Um, sometimes access to your coach does not look like group calls. Um, like I just described, and it doesn't look like one-on-one calls. Sometimes it's just a private forum or group, um, Facebook groups are the most common that people will um, support people in um, and just um, answer your questions and tag you in conversations and stuff like that. Don't sleep on Facebook groups. Um, they are amazing. And with everything that I've said, y'all, if you are not participating, you're not going to get your, your money and investments worth. Um, we have to step into we are the one who are, who are in charge. We are the ones who are in charge of our healing. Like no one can do it for us, but us. And even if is that I'm struggling with coming and participating, you need to say that. Um, There is actually one group coaching program that I joined um, and it was about investing And I was going through some of my money trauma, like the idea of like making money, um, at that point in time was like very scary for me because I had some unresolved poverty mindset things, um, from growing up. And so I had that program for a while and I was like, y'all, I haven't done anything in this program. Um, and I just need to show up and say, I'm recommitting to this and participating. And I got so much love and so much support and so much encouragement. And that helped me so much instead of me just staying in my head and beating myself up. So for anyone who's listening to this and it's like, I'm not really thinking about doing this right now, but, um, I, I am stuck in some places. You're stuck because you're not asking for help. And you need to let other people who are supportive and want to be there for you, be there for you, right? Don't go to the people who, you know, always got something to say. Don't go to the people who are sometimes these and, and sometimes answers your phone and sometimes don't, you know, don't go to your ex because your ex was the only one who understood you. No, go to the healthy, supportive people who can be there for you. Now, as promised, let's talk about price. The coin, the cha-ching. Okay, Uh, (laughs) I'm laughing because I feel like I've already said a couple of times, this is the biggest setback for people joining um, programs or my programs, I'll speak for, for myself. And this is also one of them. So I guess I'm just hitting on all the top ones today without thinking that I was going to, but here, here they are. Um, next is cost coaching costs more than therapy. And I think the sooner everyone accepts that, um, the easier it will be to move forward for you. If you find a coaching program that you need, why do I say it that plainly? Because we accept that there are certain rates for services for most other things, right? Um, whether or not it's a lawyer that's charging $200, $300, $400 an hour, we might not necessarily want to pay that, but we understand that that is the going rate for that types of, type of service. Same thing with a plumber, same thing with whoever, whatever is a high dollar amount um, to you service, that's how much it costs. Um, Coaching costs so much because you're paying for a system and a solution that's going to finally get you unstuck from something that you've spent probably five, six, 10 times as much trying to do it on your own. Once you add up all the books you've bought, all the emotional spending you've spent on trips, on clothes, on food to make you feel better during times that you failed, Um, all the money you you have spent on therapy and co-pays, um, all the ways that you've just avoided and, um, you know, whatever you've done, I mean, you know, what your thing is bought a lot of wine, you know, what your habits are. So getting into a coaching program is going to stop you from continuing to be on that self-destructive cycle. And again, if you get in a good program, it's going to happen sooner rather than later if you do the work, if you follow the the program, do the work, go to your specialist, if there's like something that comes up to unblock you, but that's the promise um, of the program of whoever you're working with. Now, I haven't said a number because it varies, but most programs, especially now, like now, like my husband and I, we were watching a, um, we were watching a webinar on real estate investment. It was like a symposium. And like, there are all these different speakers. And, um, the woman was like talking about a program. Um, and I was like, how much you think it is? And I was like, it's either this price or this price. Cause at this point, all coaching programs are usually in the thousands. Um, and I wasn't wrong. She was charging a couple thousand for her, her program. And that's how much pro- coaching programs usually cost. If you happen to meet someone who's a coach you want to work with that is not charging a couple thousand, you better hire her right now because if her program is actually good, the price is going to go up. The price is going to go up not because she's greedy, um, but because the more that there's demand, the higher the price, especially if she's a coach that's providing um, one-on-one service, just her capacity she, she can't serve a hundred people and still do it well, depending on what her program is, um, depending on whether or not she has other coaches or outside to help, or, um, if she doesn't have systems in place. And this of course is like me just knowing what it's like to be a coach. Um, but just typically the price goes up. Um, it's and even as time goes on, you know, um, as time goes on, People just raise their prices. I have raised the price of my coaching program every year. Once a year is when I have raised it. Um, and I'm probably going to raise it again. Um, not probably. I know I am. Um, I is, it's, it's going to go up before the end of this year. And it's something we all deal with. So I'm going to tell you about two coaching programs that I bought, um, that I wish I would have bought earlier. Um, speaking about money, there was one about money mindset. And, um, I was like following all of her stuff, um, all of her manifestation stuff. It was like speaking my language. She felt so encouraging, so warm, whatever. And finally she was like, my program is open for enrollment. And I was like, I'm going to be the first one there, girl. (laughs) So I like watch her, watch her webinar, watch her little masterclass or whatever it was. And she got to the price and I said, gonna pay that I'm not paying that so I (laughs) I I took all my notes that I have from the class I took all of her freebies I studied her blog I listened to all of her old YouTube videos and I was like I'm just gonna do this myself because I don't have the money for that and um maybe but I wasn't opposed to paying for it y'all it was just more like I just don't have the free income for that and so I'm just going to save up for when I do, and I'm going to use these tools to help me get there so that I can actually buy the program. And, um, of course it didn't work because I didn't have, um, her system. So, you know, I wait again and I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to get that program. Cause I'm one of those people that's like, I'm not going to like, check my email and keep checking back, waiting for the doors to open. Like, it's just going to drive me crazy. So I was like, if I come across it again, then fine. But right now I'm not going to worry about it. And so however long later, um, I found out that it was about to open again. And I go and I look. And this heifer then raised the price. And I'm like, really? 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 But at this point, I had gone through enough I've gone. I went through more suffering, um, and frustrations and going around in circles that I was like, you know what, at this point, I'm just going to have to figure it out. So I figured it out. Um, I spent money that I did not have or that I thought I did not have because it's really interesting how your money can expand sometimes when you say that you're broke for some things that you do want and other things that you don't. So I spent the money and y'all within a couple of weeks, I felt so much better. And her program is great um, because hers is one of the ones that you have access to forever. So this is also something you need to know with whatever coach you're going to work with, whatever program you're going to work with, um, is there a cutoff date? Some people only give you a short period of time and then it's like, all right, I'll see you later. Good luck. And some people say, um, you're in our community forever and ever um and just ask questions whenever you need and that's what hers was um mine are kind of mine is kind of a hybrid of that people get access to the group calls um at first for several months but they have access to me to the community forever and ever because um you know i'm dealing with women who have trauma so i'm not trying to make anyone feel abandoned um so so, yeah, um, you're part of the fam bam forever um, if you are one of my coaching students. So, so yeah, that's her. And similar thing with someone else. Someone else, like, they had a coaching program. I loved it. I wanted it. I was like, no, I can't afford it. I'll come back later. She, she upped the price, too. She almost doubled it. And I was like, oh, my God, why? Why didn't I just get it when I knew I wanted it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so those are things that happen. Okay. Woo. Let me answer these questions. Cause I am already at a long time in this podcast. I'm not going to say how long it is so that you don't stop listening. Um, I want you to be able to hear the answers to the questions that were asked by community members. All right. Someone asked, is coaching something that comes after therapy? how do you know which one you need? So I kind of already answered that one. It's about you knowing what your goals are. Are you just needing or wanting to just come and talk it out, figure it out, not have as much pressure to follow a system, um, that kind of thing? Or are you like, nope, I'm done. I, I need help. I need someone to lead me out of this and I'm ready to do the work for it. Um, if so, then that's coaching, um, coaching is not something that necessarily comes after therapy. So coaching and therapy can and do happen at the same time. So about half of my coaching students are in therapy as well. They joined me while they had a therapist and they are like, I need more. They got more and we're reaping the results, um, and the benefits of it. And half of them are not in therapy because they are not in a season where, um, it's needed. Not that therapy is not needed, but they're not in a season where they currently need it. And this program, my, my coaching program is providing a whole bunch of transformation, which, um, is really, I'm very proud to say. So let me talk a little bit about, um, what you need to look for in finding a therapist, um, in support of healing from love addiction. Um, so of course, if you find someone who knows about love addiction and uses that word, that would be great. Um, I cannot tell you how many women, um, used to come to me when I was advertising myself as a love addiction therapist with horror stories from other clinicians who unfortunately had not heard the term before or were like me when I first heard love addiction, I thought it was bullshit. I just thought like people were doing too much and coming up with names for things that really don't apply and, um, and gamifying the system, gamifying people's emotions. And lo and behold, I was someone who was very much a love addict, um, and just never had the words for it, which is why I switched to that being my specialization of just feeling hopeless and overwhelmed by my impulsivity, um, low self-worth and, um, consistent avoidance in relationships with healthy men and just going full throttle in fantasy and connection with men who were avoidant with me, um, and not good for me. So, um, so yeah, if you go to a therapist who's not aware of love addiction, or at least not sensitive to what you're talking about, you can end up feeling judged, especially if you end up calling someone back or texting them. Um, they may have a little bit less patience for you. So, so sometimes, um, Sometimes our breakthroughs in therapy happen when we have a big aha moment, right? So when we're able to say, oh, okay, I was dating this person because of my dad issues. And so that's enough, especially for people who tend to be a little healthier or um, maybe have some insecure attachment, but aren't necessarily love addicts. So sometimes just having that information is enough for us to be like, Uh, I know what that is. Let me go ahead and stop. For those of us who are love addicted and don't really have the tools to replace it or love avoid it, whatever your extreme is having that information ain't going to stop us from doing what we want to do. Right? (laughs) Like, like I, and it's not even that I'm being stubborn. It's just, I'm emotionally coping with a deep pain. And so just like someone who's a smoker, you know, showing them a picture of black dirty lungs is not necessarily going to make them put down the cigarette. It's going to be like, oh, dang, that sucks. And they're still going to smoke a drag. Why? Because they are addicted and they need something more to break the process. So, um, you know, going to someone who is not sensitive, because right now there is, to my knowledge, there are no study books being written about love addiction. There's no um, real serious research about from national therapy boards looking into love addiction. It really is like this niche community of people who are like spreading at ground level. I mean, of course, there's been books written about this for a few decades now, but um, it really is the people who are affected by it and the people who know the people who are affected by it. Um, that like use the language that I use um, here on this podcast. But you can absolutely find a wonderful therapist and clinician who might not use those words, but knows exactly what you're talking about and can help you through that, right? This is my my long way of telling you, don't go to anyone who makes you feel like crap at all. You have enough shame or criticism in your mind Um, so you need to be with someone who makes you feel good. Um, and that's an okay thing to happen. You know, not everybody is everyone's cup of tea. You know, even, you know, many of you love listening to me and I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I've had women who've come to see me thinking that I would be the best fit for them. Um, but then when we started working together, my style was not something that worked for them and that's perfectly fine. Um, And so it's totally up to you. If you are looking for someone to be in a long-term relationship with as your therapist, as your family doctor, you need to be able to feel very comfortable with her. So looking for someone who you feel comfortable with, you have to, have to, have to, have to go to someone who is fully trauma informed this is different than someone who knows trauma exists. All therapists know that trauma exists. If you are working through love addiction, love avoidance and love anorexia, you most likely have struggled or are struggling with complex PTSD um, in some form or or facet um, or long-term emotional neglect And you need someone who knows those terms and has real tools to help you overcome them. Some of my favorite methods in working through trauma are EMDR, especially if you're in a coaching program. This is what I recommend most of my um, coaching students to go look into if they are not currently working with a therapist or have one that they have a close relationship with. Because EMDR, E as in egg, M as in monster, D as in dog, R as in ribbon, um, EMDR is a type of therapy that helps um, you clear out traumas, tragedies, um, negative events that could be things that you have ruminated on over and over and over again that you just can't shake it will clear it out from um, them being triggers in your mind to either where you can no longer remember it or is very fuzzy or it loses its charge. And these are things that you thought like you would never get over. Um, I remember I had one person who had chronic nightmares um, and we did EMDR um, and within the first session they were able to sleep, you know? so is really powerful. I love it because that way you can go and see someone get something cleared out if you're not just wanting to talk about things and come out. Another type of therapy I really like is called somatic experiencing, which I've talked about on the podcast before at different points. And this is where you are doing something called body work. And, um, because we store our emotions and thoughts in our body and which, you know, makes sense why we will impulsively do things before we even know that we're reacting. So that helps you get pre, um, pre-cognitive and get in touch with your body and clear out your trauma and triggers there so that you can actually, um, act in your full centered self. Um, brain spotting is very similar to EMDR. I've heard, I'm not trained in brain spotting, um, but kind of the same thing as far as clearing out um, traumatic incidents and thoughts. And this is all important for love addiction because these people are just symptoms of deeper problems. Um, They are, um, it's not really about the girl or it's not really about the guy, it's more about what they represent to us, right? So, I will go to therapy for that. Now, what do I go to coaching for? This is actually the next question that I get from people really often. Well, you knowing that you have trauma and talking about it and feeling better is great. But what do you do now? You've had most of y'all, what, two, three, maybe four decades of doing relationships in life a certain way. Okay. Now you feel better. But do you now know how to connect in a way that's not going to send you back to where you just came from? Do you know how to change your patterns? Do you know how to change your habits? Do you know what your new normal is supposed to look like? Most likely you don't. So there, there's a both and that goes with the healing process for love addiction, right? It's not just the underlying trauma that needs to get cleared out. It's also how do I do this thing? How do I unlearn all of the habits that I've built since I was six years old on how to protect myself when I realize I don't have to do that anymore, right? <laughs> it's like you're walking on a new planet. And so coaching will give you that tool um, or that that path. And last couple of questions. So should I focus on different things in coaching versus therapy? No, you can focus on whatever you want to focus on in both Of course, coaching needs to be around whatever the topic is of the coaching program. Um, Sometimes you, not sometimes, I mean, if you're doing this right, you'll get a coach who's very knowledgeable and like, seems like a genius at most things. So, and they might be, but I would suggest that you stay within their wheelhouse versus asking them everything. Um, Your coach will be like your therapist, um, if they are good at what they do and be honest when they don't know. Um, they'll be honest when they say this isn't really my specialty. Um, but here's a thought, um, they, or, or send you to someone who is good for it. Right. So, um, I would say in therapy, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Cause that's what a therapist is there for um, to have these open-ended discussions and conversations. And then your therapist will help you weave right through your through her Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> She'll help you weave it back around to what the main goal that you're working on is. But in coaching, try to stay focused on whatever you're learning, whatever you're paying to get clarity on. Um, and you can ask, but if they don't know, that's okay. The next question is, how can I integrate what I'm learning about myself and coaching into therapy? Tell your therapist that this is what I'm learning in my coaching program. I want to talk about it. Um, Say it at the beginning of session. Um, And actually, what you should probably do (laughs) is email them ahead of time or text them if your therapist allows you to text them and say, this is what I'm learning in coaching. I want to talk about it our next session. Because otherwise, again, you know, you'll come down, she'll be like, okay, how was your day been? Did you get stuck in traffic? And you'll talk about how someone cut you off and made you mad. And you can spend the whole session talking about that. She can take you real deep. So um, just be clear that this is what you want to talk about with your therapist. And last question, what are some of the similarities and differences in the practices and standards of coaching versus therapy? generally speaking. For example, my therapist primarily used CBT with me. What would a coach use instead? Everybody has their own method. Again, not everybody is trained. I happen to be a therapist who created a coaching program because I felt like love addiction needs more than 45 minutes a week. Um, I just felt like I'm not doing justice. Um, 45 minutes a week was not enough for me. I needed a whole lot more. And so that is what I've packaged together to give to women who need it, um, who are ready to make that step, ready to make that investment. Um, So yeah, um, your, your coach should not be using, if your coach is a therapist like me, well, first of all, they're not going to be most likely, but if they are, they might say, okay, here are some concepts for this, but like they might take what am I trying to say? They might say, here are some concepts from ACT, which is a therapy model um, about how to control your thoughts in the program, but they are not going to be necessarily sitting and doing things with you um, like a therapist would in session because the format is different. Um, Even in one-on-one sessions, the format should be different than Let's just talk about our feelings the whole time. It should be forward moving. So therapy looks at the past. Therapy is like, let's dig into the past and see what's there and just feel that out. Coaching is forward moving. So even if we're looking at the past, it's because we just need to know what's been getting in the way of us moving forward, but we're gonna end on what our next steps are. We're going to end on progress and being in the solution versus spending time talking about what the problem was, which is not a bad thing for therapy, obviously, because it's helpful. Um, therapy, the idea with therapy is by us talking about the problem, understanding the problem, we're actually able to move on. It's just two different methods to get to the, to the next step. And it's up to you to figure out which one it would be. And again, I'm talking about love addiction, but there's coaching for every single thing. Um, And it's interesting, you know, my, my business coach has helped me in some ways that my therapist couldn't, that I didn't expect. I was having some insecurity about me when I was first starting Black Girls Heal and and imposter syndrome and stuff like that. So I went to my therapist for that. And, you know, my therapist is lovely. (laughs) She's helped me so much. But when it came to this, I could just wasn't hitting the mark and it wasn't as direct as I needed it to be. It was too open-ended. She kept bringing it back to childhood and I was like, "I just I just need I just need you to talk to me like a person, you know? And I need to like just have this this affirmation in this way and she just couldn't give it to me. It was breaking the rules of therapy if she wanted to give it to me. Um but my my business coach like in just a couple of sentence sentences said exactly what I needed to hear. Um, and I felt so much better, um, after talking to her. So it is dependent on what you need. I just want you to all just be open to wisdom from the sources that give it to you. Cause, um, you never know. I remember when I was going through grad school, um, and I know no one believes this, but no one listening to this podcast at least. And if you do, that's going to be interesting. Um, but my friends who became her ex-husband later on, cause he was kind of a asshole, but, um, he, we were driving a car and we were both in the therapy program, both me and my friend, we were both featured therapists. Um, and he was in the backseat and he was like, why would anyone go to therapy anyways? Like what's, what's the point of that? Um, and yes, he was abusive, um, but you know, no, no, no more. So he, so he said that. And my response is that everyone goes to therapy. We just call it different things. Some people talk to their pastor. Some people talk to their grandma. Some people talk to their best friends. Some people actually talk to therapists, but we all need to talk to someone. It's just part of being human. Um, and he was like, Oh, okay. Well, not, you know, kind of, shut them up for a little bit, but I want you to just assess what is best for you. Um, I personally think, and I'm going to stand by it. I think every woman who listens to my voice, in addition to your therapist, if you're working through love addiction, you need outside support, just period point period. Um, that's just what it is. Um, and in, in my opinion, of course, so I want you to be open to reaching out for more that you do not allow yourself to be stunted. Um, Something that I've recently launched in the background um, and I already have a few women enrolled is um, a little wait list party for women who want to join our main program. So our main program is called the recovery school. It is only open three times a year the next time is going to be open in January. And so I opened something called the pre-enrollment prep party. <laughs> and like the icon has like confetti and like the colors are super bright and pretty. Cause I'm one of those people who likes pretty branding. I'm getting better at it. Um, and making sure everything is matching and pretty. Um, because you know, when I first started y'all, it was a struggle, but it's getting better and I'm very excited about it. But anyways, um, I created this program because I had women who were like so excited to get ready to start healing and getting better, but they have to wait, you know, um, they have to wait almost half a year, um, for the next cohort because they, they missed the last enrollment. They didn't have the money for the last enrollment, whatever it it might be. So I was like, okay, well let's go ahead and just get started now. And we'll still have our monthly group call instead of every week we'll do monthly, um, I will start dripping out, um, some of the bonuses that will build on top of each other, um, so that you're ready in January. So I think the first month we're talking about boundaries, the next month we're talking about our mother wounds because our mama issues are at the core of the, a lot of things that we go through. What's the next one? I think the next one is clarifying whether or not we even need to be in the relationships we are and what are parts in it? Are we actually the ones who are being abusive or is it really them or is it a little bit of both? Um, so we're like, we're doing the work, right? Um, and you're getting access to me, to the community, to all of those things. And you're getting the benefit of a smaller payment plan because instead of it just being broken up into a couple months, you get to actually start paying for it sooner um, which makes it smaller. Um, so I was like, okay, well then this is just win-win for everybody. So, so yeah, now we have the prep party group, AKA PPG, um, for our ladies who are going to be starting our winter cohorts. And then I will continue the same for each of the other two enrollment periods for women who want to get started, who want to work, who don't have the higher, payment plans um but want to do this thing right so so if you are interested in joining our prep party group you can go to therecoveryschool.com/ppg the recovery school of course again is the name of our main program so that is the link therecoveryschool.com/ppg And in case y'all get lost, I'll go ahead and put a link on Black Girls Hill too, because I know sometimes people are like, I'm just going to go to Black Girls Hill and figure it out from there. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) let me, let me see if I can find a way to put a link over there. Um, so that no one's like messaging me saying I don't see it. Um, so yeah. Okay. So that's it for this episode. This is the longest episode I've had out, I think. Or was the one on avoidance? I think the episode I did on the on avoidance, um, three ways to know that you're avoidant um, was this long too. But hopefully this was helpful. Again, let me know if there's anyone who has um, any feedback about the healing circles, if it's been good for you, stressful for you, a little bit in the middle. Um, And yeah, I would love to work for you, work with you. I guess I'm also working for you work with you in our PPG and then the recovery school. And that's it for this episode. I will see you next week and y'all take care of yourselves. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors.